Hello and welcome to Encounter, the show that brings you the life-changing encounters of ordinary people that launch them into lives of extraordinary mission. My name is Patrick Rice. I'm joined in the studio with my fr- good friend and brother in Christ, Dan Demite. Hey, what's up, Patrick? Dan, did you know that Encounter is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network? Whoa, I had no idea. Did you know that it's a co-production of St. Gabriel Catholic Radio wow, and I, EWTN Radio? I didn't know that. Yeah, we're a really big deal, okay? <laughs> And so I'm really excited today because in all humility, we have a great, great guest. His name is Matt Lozano. He's one of the the leaders of the Heart of the Father Ministries, popularly known for the Unbound Ministry that's just kicking demons' butts in the church and bringing freedom. Mm, so, Dan, mm. can you lead us like in a deliverance prayer? Whoa. Something good. Give me something good, Dan. (laughs) All right. Are you going to read it from 1 to 10? Jesus' name. <laughs> In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Good and gracious God, we come to you and we ask that your power and authority would be released um, into the church, right? That, that you would just allow us as disciples, Lord, to speak with your authority, that we would have power over the evil spirits, and that when we proclaim the name of Jesus, that they would flee um, from people's hearts and lives. Lord, we just pray that all authority that evil has in our listeners' lives, that that um, authority would be weakened, and that Jesus' Spirit would fall upon them, and that they would fall into deep uh, just possession by the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit would uh, consume us, Lord, and allow us to just be uh, freed from all the uh, the pain, the hurt, the fear, the anxiety, the darkness uh, that has oppressed us, and just allow the Spirit's freedom, uh, the Holy Spirit, to give us freedom. Amen. And Jesus, I just declare the truth that you spoke, that you have given us power to tread upon serpents, scorpions, and upon the full force of the enemy, and nothing shall harm us. Mm-hmm. So Lord, I pray that you increase our, the faith and the authority you've given us in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Wow. Fun wow. This is going to be good. <clears throat> yes. Um, how do you, what do you think about demons? What's the first thing that comes to your mind when, when you hear the name demon? Um, I kind of, uh, I mean, do you want me to be honest? The first thing that comes to my mind? I'll, I'll tell you, mine is, Matt, I think of Matt Damon. I'll <laughs> <laughs> call him Matt, Matt Damon. Damon. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I don't know if I, I'm glad that's not my name because I don't <laughs> want the first thing that comes to people's mind to be my name when they think of demons. No, I'm just I, being honest out there, guys. Yeah, that's, We're that's a young fair. adult show, so I'm sorry if you don't like it. <laughs> um, I think the first thing, Honestly, it comes to my mind is uh, littleness. Like it's like when when um, almost laughter. Like honestly, so like just the the laughter that like they've been given so much authority when they actually have no authority, and yeah. just a laughter of like this perception that they think that they're strong and powerful, um, but they are weak and miserable. And uh, so it's like yeah, you, know, you laugh at something that's like. Uh, a jo- what's funny about a joke is that um, you expect one thing, but it's something totally different, and that's what makes it funny. And uh, I think that's what 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 makes demons humorous to me is just that like uh, they ex- they they think they're something, but they're not. And the world mm-hmm. is almost uh, so many people have attributed so much power and authority to them, um, but they don't have it. And so nope. it's humorous. It's like we're gonna win the battle. Oh wait, you already lost, and the you already lost. Yeah, the the victory, the flag of victory is already uh, waving in our favor. You have nothing. Can you can you tell uh, teach our listeners about like 
Jesus, like Matthew 28, when Jesus said, you know, all about power and authority. Yeah, he says, all power has been given to me. And then he says, go and make disciples of all nations. That Jesus actually gives us um, the authority uh, to go and make disciples. He gives us the authority to teach others and command them to observe all that, that Christ has, has commanded. And so uh, Jesus, in the Great Commission, he actually restores our God-given authority from the beginning, right? That in the in the book of Genesis, we we received authority and dominion over creation, but um, through the fall, we lost that authority, and we handed the authority that was given to us, we handed it over to the evil one. And then when Jesus came and, and uh, died on the cross and rose victorious from sin and death, he, he reclaimed the authority that was once given to us that we had handed over to the enemy. He reclaims that authority. And then in the Great Commission, he hands it back to us. And he says, you now, all power and authority has been given to me. Now you go and make disciples of all nations, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. So good. Dan, can I have your permission to read a scripture from Colossians 2? Oh, permission has been granted. Awesome. This is really good. <laughs> um, Colossians 2, 14 and 15, Paul says, Having canceled the bond which stood against us with its legal demands, this he set aside, nailing it to the cross. He disarmed the principalities and powers and made a public example of them, triumphing, triumphing over them in him. Jesus nailed any kind of claim that Satan or an evil spirit had against the children of God. And he made a public example of them triumphing over them on the cross. Mm. And so I'm, um, we're going to be, we're talking with, um, with Matt Lozano, who is an amazing uh, teacher of unbound ministry and unbound is, you know, a, a highly endorsed Catholic deliverance model. And I just want to listeners to know like all this discussion about demons and stuff like that, um, and authority, I think, in a lot of ways, um, the deliverance that if we're oppressed by evil spirits for whatever reason, if we've opened a door to fear, anger, unforgiveness, lust, and they're messing with us, deliverance, I would say simply the way I look at it is simply um, claiming the truth about who you are in God, forgiving anyone that's wronged you, and then to, um, letting the reality that Jesus established become your reality. And taking back the authority that you have over your life. Do you think that's a good definition, Dan? Yeah, no, I think that's a, that's an incredible definition because we 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 have we need to reclaim um, <clears throat> our authority that we have, and and I think that what what we'll hear from Matt is the profound reality is that when the way in which we reclaim this authority is is ultimately rooted in just understanding that we're children of God and. Um, this fundamental truth that we've been taught since we were little, that you have a father in heaven who loves you and that you are his son and you are his daughter, is is the breakthrough reality that we have to come to terms with. So good. That's so good. So, so um, what do you think of when you think of demons, Patrick? No, I, 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 it, it's honestly not too different. I think of these little um, these little creatures they're fallen they're nasty i'm i'm okay with some of the modern depictions you know in art i think i think um traditional catholic art does a great job with demons 
I feel like traditional Catholic art does an awful job with Jesus and the saints because they always look like they're depressed and needing to go into <laughs> yeah, they never like depression smile. clinic. I'm not kidding. <laughs> and this is a total aside, but Jesus was the most joyful human being ever to walk the earth. And how dare we raise up an artistic tradition that makes him look depressed uh, all the time. Sometimes, yeah, like, the, some of the saints, it's like, oh my goodness, I feel like they would just like punch me in the face. <laughs> yeah, like, Lord, save us from sour-faced saints. Like, ah, oh, uh-huh. I, I have a, I, have a, I, I can't put like 90% of like popular Catholic saints stuff in my home because I don't want to misrepresent the kingdom to my children. Yeah. But, oh, oh I'm scandalizing, you well, know? And you Whoa. Know, I... Uh, <laughs> You're you're okay. I think it's true. I think okay. we've all had those thoughts before. It's just coming out now. Just saying. Uh-huh. And I, and I you can send your hate mail to me, and I won't read it. <laughs> Patrick, I want to put people in right perspective before we we go to Matt. And yeah, I, I think I I, 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 I I forgot to answer the question. <laughs> well, and I, I think that no, you no, you did. I think you you okay. said you know. But go ahead. No, no, we can move on. We only have like four minutes before we got to go. Well, so I want to just suggest um, that just a a reversal of our mindset when it comes to evil spirits and demons. And this, uh, I had a very like cognitive time when I was in a time of prayer, there was just a real transformation of my mind where I went from being the prey to the predator. And I think that's so important. Like it was the, the, as I was worshiping the Lord a few years back, I was as we were praying the words of um, uh, the St. Michael prayer, you know, uh, you know, cast in hell Satan and all of his evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruin and destruction of souls. These words came to the forefront of my mind, and the Lord just said very clearly that he was calling me into the world uh, to, to prowl about the world seeking the ruin and destruction of evil. And that, that so, it, so often we place ourselves in this position of um, of weakness before evil spirits where, uh, oh my goodness, I'm the prey and the evil spirits are prowl bowing in the world and they're trying to devour me and kill me. But if, oh, if, yeah, people take the whole, like, oh, Satan's, you know, prowling like a lion, he's going to devour you. And people take that out of context and they're like, oh my gosh, I better hide from the devil. Yeah, he's no, going to devour me. He, and and he, he's only doing that in as much as I'm not living with my God-given identity and authority, right? And so, but, but when I've been baptized and when I'm living the reality as a son of God, the the role has been reversed, that now I am clothed with power from on high and I'm living in the reality of the resurrection and now I'm prowling about the world seeking his destruction and his, and, and his, his, his silly minions. And, and just as listeners, if you've been living with the mentality that like um, of fear, uh, and uh, of uh, just this like weakness, I want to just encourage you to re- have a renewal of the mind where you would see yourself as the the roaring lion, as the one who is the predator and the evil as as the prey, and that we have already won this battle, and that we just all we have to do is step into the victory that's already been claimed for us, the victory that's already been won for us, and um, and then we see the full release of God's power in our lives. Mm. Dan, can I have the last word before we go to prayer? Do it. It's a it, it's a trivia question. Do you know First John three eight? Um, First John three eight. I don't have it. I apologize. For the Son of God came to destroy the works of the devil. Mm, mm. That's good. Amen. Listeners, you're not going to forget it because Dan's not going to forget it either. Now, boom, boom. First John three eight. First John three eight, the Son of Man came to destroy the works of the devil. I'm gonna say, just hearing your your, your testimony there, 
that the sons of God came to destroy the works of the devil. Amen. A son does what his father does. Let's pray and for that reality. Would, yeah, go for it, man. Lord, I just pray that you would allow our listeners to have a renewal of the mind right now. Any, uh, just any area of their hearts and their minds where they have been living in fear of, um, of just evil spirits, Lord, that you would just empower them right now. Release them in Jesus' name from that fear and place them in a position of power and authority so that they would know their God-given ability and identity to destroy the works of the devil. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You're listening to Encounter, a co-production of St. Gabriel Radio, EWTN Radio, and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. We're going to take a break, but we're going to come back with Matt Lozano. Stay tuned. Hey guys, this is Dan Dimite from Encounter Radio. Listen, we all know there's a crisis in our faith. Youth are falling away from the Catholic Church faster than ever before. They are disengaged and lack passion. In order to bring revival to the Catholic Church in America, myself and others have started the country's fastest-growing Catholic camp called Catholic Youth Summer Camp. We offer week-long residential camps for middle school and high school-age students that foster a high-adventure faith, a faith that is deep, contagious, and joy-filled. Your kids will have a blast paintballing and ziplining. They will get to grow in confidence and bravery on our high ropes course. But more importantly, they will find themselves in a truly Catholic environment with daily catechesis that awakens faith and empowers them to live life in the Holy Spirit. Your children will come home from camp having encountered the love of Jesus and excited to go to Mass in adoration. This summer, invest in your child's faith development. Camp will sell out, so register today at CYSC.com. That's CYSC.com. Hello, and welcome back to Encounter, a production of St. Gabriel Radio, EWTN Radio, and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm so excited that we have on air with us Matt Lozano. Matt, welcome to the show, brother. Hey, Patrick, thanks. Good to be with so you. So good. So, Matt, I'm really eager to hear your story. I, I know your, your folks, um, and I've, I've, I've been doing the Unbound stuff since 2011. I feel like I was one of the early birds now. It's kind of blown up, but um, you're, you're, like, you're walking in very much the fru- first fruits of it. But how did you get to be where you are? Tell us your story. I want to hear about the major moves of God um, in where you are right now. Sure. Well, um, I was raised uh, by some wonderful Catholic parents, and I was raised in a uh, Catholic charismatic community, uh, an ecumenical community. And so I was able to witness uh, growing up just some amazing examples of faith, particularly some men uh, in my life that were just rock-solid lovers of Jesus. And uh, I got to see the charisms at at a young age. Um, So I I really got to see a lot of of God's kingdom growing up, and I knew I had a call on my life. Um, But it wasn't until I I got to high school that I got involved in a a ministry called Young Life, which is an evangelical uh, ministry Mm -hmm. to high school students. And it was there that I really, uh, for the first time, heard Jesus uh, asking me to give him everything, uh, just a complete surrender of my life. And uh, I was 17 years old, and I was at a, a swimming pool, and I just uh, realized I, I was ready. And I, I asked my friend who was with me to pray with me, and I, I prayed just a simple prayer, uh, giving my whole life to the Lord. And uh, nothing was really ever the same since then. 
uh, wow. I just experienced, uh, I just fell in love with Jesus and I've been in love ever since. And, uh, I, I immediately began to see, uh, I guess what we would call today, we would call it revival, uh, at my high school. Uh, through Young Life, I really learned how to minister to other people and to how to evangelize. Um, they taught me how to love people uh, incarnationally, which means you you earn the right to be heard. You love people. You you put them first, uh, particularly those who don't know Jesus. You just uh, mm-hmm. you share the gospel through friendship. And uh, in that year following my conversion, I. I saw about 20 to 30 of my friends in a very dark high school come to know Jesus. Uh, one of them, a friend who I, I brought to camp, uh, to a Young Life camp, he brought half a case of beer <laughs> to <laughs> camp and almost got kicked out. So that's, that's kind of where he was at at the time. And uh, towards the end of that year, we kind of lost touch with him, but we kept praying for him. And, and we also really, I really learned how to pray uh, for my friends. And, uh, the end of that year, he contracted meningitis and he was in the hospital and, you know, he was in a coma for several days. And so we kept praying for him and, and, uh, he came out of the coma. I went to visit him and first words out of his mouth, he said, I saw Jesus. And, uh, wow. he was able to describe, uh, what that encounter with the Lord was like. And he, he was never the same. Uh, so that was, that was my, <laughs> Just the first wow. learning how so this, to be a disciple. Now, now, Matt, where'd you grow up? Uh, I'm from Philadelphia, so I actually went okay. to high school at Lower Marion High School, which is uh, Kobe Bryant's high school. That's my my brush with fame there. Kobe was and, in my And grade. it wasn't a Catholic high school, just so our listeners know, right? No, a public high school. It was a public okay. school. That's so. awesome. Wow, that, then, that's uh, amazing. So you got, um, so Young, Young Life helped lead you in greater faith to Christ. Did, did it ever, like, uh, did they ever... Did you ever receive any persecution from the fact that you weren't Protestant or that you were Catholic? Not as much. Um, my leaders in Young Life were, were very, uh, they were just so gracious to me. And, and whatever differences that we had, you know, we kept the focus on sharing our faith and, and being a disciple of Jesus. And I consider myself really fortunate for one reason, which is that they taught me how to love the Scriptures. Um you know, to this day, I, I read three chapters of Scripture every single day, and, you know, they taught me how to use that gift. Uh, so it wasn't really until and when I was in college, I got a little bit of, you know, persecution for being a Catholic. I was I was the token Catholic in InterVarsity Christian Fellowship, and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, there are certain people there with, who were raised with perceptions of Catholics and had never met uh, a Catholic who, you know, loved Jesus the way that, you know— that I did. So, wow, that that's amazing. So you're 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 in high school. You're you're already doing this stuff right there, and then you go to college. Same thing. You're just you're you're an evangelical Catholic, basically. Um, right. What what was the next move of God in your life? Well, I think that, that it was a similar thing with evangelism. Um, the Lord, the Lord I, I was a reluctant evangelist. I didn't I didn't like to put my faith out there, but. You know, one of my first weeks in in college, I was sitting there uh, reading my Bible in the in the lobby, and one of my new friends comes up. He's another freshman, and I had one of these, uh, you know, like a track, you know, that explains the gospel in five steps, yep. kind of thing. Yeah. And it was sitting in my Bible, and I hate those things. I I think they're horrible. You know, I, I have all these judgments about you know 
sharing your faith that way. And my friend walks right up to me after a party, and he grabs it. Before I can hide it, he grabs it out of my Bible and starts reading it next to me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And so I was just sitting what, there. What, what, was it like, like, what kind of track was it? Give us a flavor. It was like, uh, you know, you know, the picture of like, is Christ the center of your life? And, oh, yeah. and you know, are you on the throne or is, is Jesus on the throne? So he starts reading it and he goes, he goes, wow, I think, I think I'm on the throne of my life. <laughs> and he keeps reading it and he gets to the end where the prayer, you know, Lord Jesus, I surrender to you. And he's like, oh my gosh, I've been waiting my whole life to pray that prayer. He's like, I just can got I saved. This? Yeah. Goes, can I keep this? I was this like, sure. Awesome. He walks back to his room and unbeknownst to me, gets down next to his bed, prays that prayer and starts walking with the Lord, you know? So that was the kind of experiences, you know, just right off the bat. Uh, it, it just blew my mind. So, so throughout college, I was really going through a period of just being refined by the Lord and, and spending lots of time, you know, just hours with Him. Um, and I started to, to uh, witness more of the power of the Holy Spirit. I remember coming home from college and going to a, a conference with uh, Randy Clark. And so uh, he's someone who's known for having a, a healing ministry. And I'd never seen a healing up close before. And so he, he grabs me up on stage and says, I want you to check this out. Put your hand on this woman's knee. And I put my hand on this woman's knee, and her knee, her kneecap is literally clicking. She's not moving her knee. It's literally clicking. And uh, I'm just like, wow. Wait, <laughs> he called you up on stage to, to, to pray for this woman? Yeah. And then and how, many people, how many people over. were in the audience? What's that? How many people were there, like, witnessing uh, It was this? a pretty major conference. So there's about 200 people two to three hundred people, but there are people strewn all over this uh, all over this platform who were who were being uh, prayed with for healing. And so it turns out she had a broken kneecap uh, from a car accident, and the Lord was literally bringing that kneecap back together. <laughs> and I'm sitting there with wow. my hand on her knee thinking, oh, I didn't even know I believed in this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, and so I, I guess God still does heal. Like, if there's any question about whether or not like a uh, miracle still happened, I guess that one was answered for you pretty, pretty yeah. easily. Yeah. I was pretty much decided after that, even if I never saw another miracle or it never happened through me. Yeah, it, it happens. <laughs> wow. Uh, and then, uh, there was a prophetic woman, her, her name is Stacy Campbell, who, who actually came to our house during that time. And she gave me this prophetic word that became, uh, kind of a touchstone, uh, for my life and ministry. And uh, this was when I was in college, just trying to figure out who I was and I wanted to be a missionary. And, and uh, she prayed over me and she saw a picture of a baton being passed from father to son. And uh, she described my dad like King David and I'd be like Solomon and that I would be able to build the temple and finish what he started. And of course, you know, 20 years later, I'm in a ministry with my father and, and helping him to uh, bring this to fruition. So that was, that was a, a powerful word that stayed with me in my life. And, that is um, so powerful. And I, I think it's worth noting to our listeners, I'm familiar with uh, Stacey Campbell's ministry too. She was one of the people that was invited to by Pope Francis to the Vatican uh, a while right. back. Um, and 
I don't know if you know this story, Matt, but uh, while he was um, he was at a conference, like an ecumenical, um, you know, Holy Spirit conference in Argentina, you know, still as Cardinal mm-hmm. Bergoglio, and she felt like the Holy Spirit saying, like, because of this man's humility, I'm exalting him. I'm choosing to exalt him oh. to the highest seat of honor in the Catholic Church. He will be the next pope. And this is like in 2010 or, or 2011. Have you heard this one, oh. Matt? I have heard that story, yeah. Yeah, amazing. and then she went up and told, like, Cardinal Bergoglio, and then he was like, oh, wow, and then he becomes Pope, and it's just yeah. it's just amazing. <laughs> so that's a pretty yeah. good track record you have, Matt, it's, to hang it's on to. It's amazing how those words really shape your life, even, even if you're not, you're not seeing what's happening with that word. It just kind of, it kind of germinates in you, and, you know, over the next, 10, 15 years, it was like my heart was prepared so that when when the Lord finally called me to move from high school teaching to full-time ministry, I, re- I just knew. I just knew it was His timing. And that, that brings up another <laughs> amazing uh, testimony. I, this was uh, about eight years ago, so I was training to become a high school principal and mm-hmm. just knocking down all those doors to move up in, in the educational world. And uh, I heard of a friend through friends about a a guy uh, who had a prophetic gift, and he wanted to use his prophetic gift for anybody who would call him on the phone. So he actually, he called himself the Dial-A-Prophet. We're like, really? Who who is this? uh, His name was John Paul Peters. Uh, He's he's just a great guy, and he, he would take the call of anybody who called him, and he'd ask you for your name. And then he just asked the Lord for, for a word for you. Talk about a great way to get, <laughs> get people, you know, get practice in praying for people. Yes, um, I love so it. So I thought, why not? I'll, I'll get to know this guy, give him a call. So I give him a call, and he asked my name, and I said, it's Matthew. What's your middle name, John? Oh, you're a gift from God. You know, John means gracious gift. You're a double gift, and you have a, a, a double anointing on your life. And then he starts talking about my parents, which he doesn't know at all. <laughs> yeah. He says, and he says, you know, you know, your typical prophecy is like God loves you, all these sweet things, and this is like getting really specific. This is and getting this says, is getting on the word of knowledge level. He's 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 exactly. reading your mail. And so he says, You have a call in your life to ministry. Don't get comfortable in your day job and you you're gonna you're gonna carry your parents' anointing the way that Elisha uh, carried Elijah's mantle, and Whoa. if you follow them, he said, if you follow them to the end, you're going to receive a double portion of their anointing. <laughs> so, I want to see that. Yeah, that um, combined with that word from 20 years ago was just like this. This it suddenly became now. It suddenly became real, and I, I shared that with my dad, and we prayed through it, and that was like, that was kind of the tidal wave that just brought me into full time ministry and helped me to take that leap. So, God this helps you so, out when you need it. This is so good. And let's just talk a little bit about uh, the gift of prophecy, because I mean, like, I don't know if our listeners are the people that are listening are too familiar with it, but basically, you know, prophecy is one of the the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. Paul uh, mentions in First Corinthians chapter twelve, and um, you know, a lot of people think it's just about you know a future prediction, but it's really, I think, it, it's a man of it, it, words that carry the God's heart for your future full of hope. And so I, I really think that the, um, Jeremiah 29, 11, you know, everyone's favorite Old Testament verse, 
you know, behold, I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord, plans for your welfare, not for your woe, plans to give you a future full of hope. And it's this idea that, that like God's future, he already has your future in his hands. And through prophecy, it's just like he's sharing through another person incarnationally in the Holy Spirit what those plans are. And when it's from God, it has this power, right, Matt, to just to mm-hmm. shift something inside of you to awaken the Holy Spirit and to, to give you encouragement to move beyond fear. And um, yeah, Matt, tell me a little bit about like what, what that's been like, the, how prophecy has been manifesting in your life. That's a, that's a great question because uh, I feel like in the last two years, the Lord's really, I'm, I'm a teacher. That's, that's my main gift, but he's really, uh, he's uh, increased that gift of, of prophecy. And uh, I, I really love it. <laughs> yeah. I never can really quick listeners. If you're thinking to yourself, you know what you listen- said about, go ahead. No listeners. If you're thinking to yourself, well, I don't, I don't think I have the gift of prophecy or I don't, I won't get that one. Paul, you know, St. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 14, he said, you know, I, I wish that you would all speak in tongues, but even more so that you would all prophesy, you know, because yeah. when you um, when you prophesy, you speak to other people for their upbuilding, encouragement, and consolation. And I just want to encourage you listeners that you've been anointed as priest, prophet, and king. So it's actually more part of your identity than maybe any other gift of the Holy Spirit. So uh, you have you have permission to strive eagerly for that spiritual gift, as as Paul said as well. But Matt, yeah, sorry, go on and keep I mean, talking. The, t- the two scriptures that capture my my understanding of prophecy is actually in Revelation, where it says that the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. Yes. But then if you go the... back to the Gospels, Jesus says, I only have one testimony. <laughs> he only testifies to the Father and to the Father's mm. heart. And so the, the spirit of prophecy that's on us is really to testify to the Father's heart. And so the way I experience it is, is uh, I don't get... Uh, I don't get the, you know, feeling in the body or, you know, God wants to heal someone so much as I get an overwhelming sense of the Father's love for a person. So much so that when someone sits down uh, for ministry, I love them having not even met them. And, uh, Mm. you know, I just begin to speak out of that love. And um, many times the words that I'm speaking, you know, we in Unbound, we call it the Father's blessing. Yeah. We just speak... Uh, from the heart of God the Father, the the words that He gives us. Um, but uh, a lot of those words, more recently I've discovered, are actually words of knowledge, where, where the Father's actually given me something that uh, only He knows about the person, uh, that, that he, only He would know, that I, I wouldn't know. And person, you know, you don't find out till later, but the person looks at you and they're like, that's amazing, how did you know that? <laughs> You know? And you're like, God uh, loves you. Boom. Yeah. Receive. When I, yeah. was, when I was in uh, Medjugorje a few months ago, we were standing there in worship. And this happens to me a lot in worship. I just look at someone and just God's heart for them comes over me. And I felt like the Lord wanted me to go bless this young woman in the front row. And I was like, Lord, we're at the beginning of the conference. The, the blessing doesn't come till the end. This is way out of order. <laughs> Come on, God, um, so, like, get back in your box. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Follow the directions, Lord. <laughs> but I was obedient. I went over to her, and I just started praying. And I, the, the word I got for her, I, I just kept saying over and over, the Father wants you to know He's first in your heart. You're first in His heart. Um, 
you know, you are first. You're not last, you're first. So I kept saying that over and over again, not really knowing what it meant. Well, she wrote me later, and she said, coming into the conference, I had already received the first four keys. I've already received ministry, but no one had prayed the Father's blessing over me. So she was already ready for the fifth key. And um, she said, I'd been really working through forgiving my parents because I was six in my family. And all of the attention, all of the money, everything had been spent on the first two brothers. And now that the first two brothers had been married and they were kind of settled, she was saying in her heart, I'm not even fourth, I'm not even fifth, I'm sixth. What is going to be left for me? What, what kind of destiny can I expect in this life? And uh, as the conference was starting, she looked over, she saw me come in, and, and the Lord whispered to, your, to her heart, Matt is going to come over and bless you. Whoa! (laughs) Yes. You know, 20 minutes later, here I come. So that word from the Father, you're not last, you're not sixth, you're not fifth, you're first in my heart, uh, was a word of knowledge, you know? And uh, as we express these things, we don't know what they mean, but as we express them, uh, the Holy Spirit in them brings that, that revelation. So good, yeah. He convicts us of righteousness, that, yeah. that that's right relationship with the Father, Matt. I, I don't. I, I feel like we're. I don't usually. We're, we're all over the place. This is not a normal um, encounter radio <laughs> time, but I like it. Um, I feel like this is a good time to talk about um, Abba's Heart. I think Abba's Heart is a book that you wrote with your father. Can you share what um, where that came from, and like what the substance is? Sure. Well, uh, the ministry that my father started is called Heart of the Father Ministries, and uh, we we equipped the church with a, a ministry of deliverance and healing. But what's really been on my dad's heart from the beginning is that, you know, true freedom is found in the love of God the Father, that, that really discovering freedom is, is really knowing your identity, your purpose, and your destiny in the heart of God the Father. And so the message that he always wanted to share, even as God was teaching him about Unbound, was how good the Father really is. And uh, mm. for, for so many believers, the Father is someone who is either frightening, uh, someone that, that they're a little a bit hesitant to know. You know, you say, I love Jesus, but I'm not sure, <laughs> so sure about the Father. And... Uh, for my father, over his lifetime, he kind of realized that Jesus was always leading him to the Father. And um, so the book was intended to be to, to be that helping people along that journey. And what we mm-hmm. discover is that everything we need to know about the Father has been revealed by Jesus. So when you look at Jesus, you see a perfect reflection of the Father's heart. Anyone who's so seen me has seen the Father. Yeah, so if he's if Jesus is, you know, protecting that woman caught in adultery and loving her and 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 sheltering her and, and just upholding her dignity, you know, and, and in a lot of miracles, you know what Jesus says? He says, daughter, you know, we're yeah. done. So he's literally speaking the the merciful heart of the Father to people. And so yeah, he, we can really he even enter said, into he even that. said it in John, John chapter 8, I think. I only, I only say what I hear the Father saying. Yeah. And the Holy Spirit is the spirit of sonship. And so the Spirit actually enables us 
to enter into a relationship with God where He is my Father. He really mm-hmm. is my Father. And we can know Him as our Father. And that's, for me, um, that's the pathway to maturity. You know, we can all try to be like Jesus all we want, but we're just going to be spinning our wheels. You have to be fathered like Jesus was fathered. Mm-hmm. You have to you have to ha- have that Trinitarian relationship with God, or else you're just going to be trying to do it on your own power. You know, it's, yeah. it's in the love of the Father, by the power of the Holy Spirit. This is so good. And this book is, listeners, is called Abba's Heart. It's available on, available on Amazon. It's written by Matt and Neil Lozano. I love it. So I, I encourage you guys to check that out. So... So tell us about Unbound. Maybe just if you could share our listeners about the five keys, what you guys do with, with your equipping. Sure. So Unbound is a model of ministry of healing and deliverance. And uh, what we're teaching people is five keys. We call them the five keys, five responses to the gospel that uh, allow the power of God to set us free. And so the five keys are repentance and faith, forgiveness, renunciation, authority, and the Father's blessing. And so we we lead people, we teach people about the keys, and then we enable them to use them as they pertain to their story, what they've lived through, uh, to be able to find greater freedom in Christ. And we get to see, we just get to see miracles all the time of uh, people breaking into greater freedom as they forgive or as they renounce. And, um, you know, Jesus came to destroy the devil's works. And these, these keys that Jesus taught us are really, uh, they're responses of faith. And, and whenever you look in the scriptures, when, when people respond to the revelation of Jesus in faith, power breaks out. And, um, so once people get a hold of, you know, uh, how they can take responsibility for their lives and say yes to the power of the Lord, uh, we get to see just amazing things as, as hearts are set free. So good. Wow, that's powerful. What are some, um, can you share with me like a few stories, maybe one or two stories about, um, you know, people you've actually ministered to, like where they were and kind of what they came, like the, the transformation that they experienced. And I feel like um, so oftentimes people have all these wounds in their life. They have all this brokenness, maybe even addiction and there's a sense that, like, man, it's going to take forever for me to actually fix myself. I mean, what are, what are you seeing right now? Like, in the how long is it taking for transformation to happen? So um, that's kind of two two things. Like, if you could share some stories, and then like, what are you seeing, like, in terms of um, God, God's ability to bring that kind of transformation in people's life to freedom? Right. So God's always at work in our lives, and and there is a process. Um, you know, he uses the hard things we go through. He uses our heartbreaks and our disappointments and, and even those frustrations, those things that don't seem to be changing. Uh, sometimes things do take a long time. Um, and, and maturity is not something that comes easily for any of us. But for a lot of people, um, they've been faithfully walk, walking with the Lord for a long time. And they've done everything they know how to do. They've been to therapy. They understand their sin. They understand their responses. But they haven't been equipped to make an act of faith. And for some people, uh, like I said, they've never, they've never surrendered to the Lord. You know, many Catholics mm-hmm. have, have never had been given the opportunity 
to completely give their lives to Jesus out loud. Um, so that's a huge breakthrough by itself. Um, another one is forgiveness. Uh, people have carried wounds for so long. They understand what's been done to them. They've processed it. They've worked through it. But then that moment comes where they actually verbally speak it out loud. In the name of Jesus, I forgive. And suddenly there's this breakthrough. Um, I was praying with a, a young man recently who who just, he had a rough upbringing. His father, uh, his father was basically a con man and, and just really a fraud. And, and so he's left with this mess of his childhood and doesn't know what to make of his own identity, you know. And uh, there was so much anger and frustration that, that he hadn't released. And so when you're in those situations, sometimes, you know, it, it can, you know, there's cussing involved. And people are really upset. But then there's that moment where you lead them to forgive. And it's like the wall just comes down. And, you know, in the name of Jesus, I forgive my father for and to name those things. Mm-hmm. And then you just feel like you're on holy ground because the presence of the father comes in and the person is aware of the father's love. And everything that they have been missing, everything that was lost, just comes rushing in. And I don't even have to say a thing. <laughs> it's just like yeah. God is in the I mean, room. It's in but God's nature to, res- to restore people to a greater place than they were before. You know, this, right. it's just, it's incredible. And it makes no sense. It's, it's crazy love. Yeah, we just, we just want to be faithful to help to proclaim the good news and to lead people through the responses that, in many cases, they've always wanted to make those responses. And it just takes a friend to lead them through. And uh, you see an amazing breakthrough. There's another woman I prayed with uh, who this whole series of trauma uh, involving her, her doctor and really left her hanging without medication. And, you know, it just led to a whole series of health problems and and uh, we got to the moment of forgiving her doctor, and the moment she said the words, I forgive, uh, she experienced this healing presence in her body. And uh turns out she had C. diff. She had a, an intestinal disease. And she was like, I know that I'm being healed. <laughs> you know, she could wow. feel the change in her body. She said, ordinarily, I'm just like full of gas, and it's just all going away right now. So... Uh, I really find in, in the moments of forgiveness just tremendous, uh, not only spiritual healing, but physical healing uh, that takes place. This is so good. I feel prompted by Holy Spirit just to like invite our listeners to release forgiveness, especially if you like witness to Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So let's prophesy that uh, people that are going to forgive right now that are dealing with diseases are going to be healed in Jesus' name. So, Holy Spirit, I ask you to uh, bring to mind people that are, um, uh, the people that have wounded you, that have really hurt you, that have brought you to a place of, uh, of anger. And when, the, when those people come to your mind, I just want you to repeat after me. In the name of Jesus, I forgive, just say their name to yourself. I forgive them for, and just tell Jesus what you're forgiving them for. And it's that simple. It's a decision. It's not a feeling. And Holy Spirit, I ask you to bring a restoration uh, to whatever area of their life that was wounded, whether it be emotionally, mentally, or even physically, that you do a work of restoration in their life. In Jesus' name, amen. Sorry to cut you off, Matt. 
right. that was so good. Um, so one of the other areas that's really important, I, I think, for most Christians to understand this, is that we do have an enemy. And the enemy has a plan for our life. And uh, the enemy, St. Paul talks about strategies and schemes of the enemy and how we need mm-hmm. to, to take our stand against them. And uh, one of the keys is renunciation. And for me, uh, that was a tremendous breakthrough in my life because for most of my life, I struggled under the influence of a deception. And that deception was the lie that no one could understand me. I grew up with uh, three brothers and, you know, there's always, I was just really different in my family. And so, you know, I felt misunderstood growing up and that affected not only my relationship with people, but also my relationship with God, because I expected that no one could understand me. And so I would, you know, try to justify myself. I was argumentative. I had to be right all the time. It was really, you know, the enemy stronghold in my life. And when I finally realized that that was actually a strategy of my enemy, and I could renounce it and say, in the name of Jesus, I renounce the lie that no one could understand me. The power of that lie was just completely broken in my life. And Mm -hmm. I was actually able to experience the Father saying over me, son, I've always known you. I've always loved you, and I've always understood you. And that was such a, uh, an important step for me. And so sometimes it's forgiveness, sometimes it's surrender, and then sometimes it's seeing that lie, it's seeing that the work of the enemy in your life and taking your stand against it and saying, in the name of Jesus, I renounce it, I'm done with it. So good, so, it's that easy, because there's power in the name of Jesus, and you're just bringing that to bear against those lies, against those hostile spirits at work against us. And then... um. That's so good. Can you talk about the prayer of command? Sure. So we've all been given authority in Christ, and, and in Christ we've been given the victory over our enemies. He's, he's literally made a mockery of our, our enemies on the cross. He's humiliated them. And um, so the command in Unbound is just a simple expression of faith in agreement with what the person has already renounced and, and the, you know, the strongholds that they've torn down. That, you know, in the name of Jesus, I command any spirit that Joe has renounced to leave right now. And uh, it's basically like, you know, my friend in Baltimore says it this way, we're, we're just going to dismiss those things. <laughs> Once yeah. we've taken our stand against the enemy and we've, we've reclaimed uh, our identity in Christ, it's it's almost like a justice of the peace. Like you can go now. (laughs) Yeah. You you don't, you don't have a claim in this territory anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for many people, so people experience breakthrough at different points. And for, for many to hear that word of command, that authority, uh, they realize it's done. It's gone. I had one guy, uh, who was in the military and he's suffering from PTSD and, he had a lot of anger and, and a lot of torment, uh, you know, and we went through the first three keys and I prayed the command, uh, over him. And, and I said, what's coming to your mind? He said, uh, well, I see my enemies and they're, they're walking, they're walking, uh, away. And one of them shouted over, over their shoulder, we'll be back. <laughs> and then he started laughing and I said, what's coming to your mind now? He said, an angel just grabbed one of them by the scruff of the neck and just like tossed him. <laughs> so, so awesome. A lot of times when we give the command, it, it, people, um, 
they get an image or they get a revelation from the Lord about what God has done to set them free, and they, they can just see very clearly this image uh, of freedom um, that, that the Lord has always had for them, but they were ne- never really able to see. So. That's so good. And then the the fifth key is uh, is the Father's blessing, and and I know it's just it's you know speaking the Father's heart over people and allowing the Lord just to fill the areas um, you know that were you know that were that are now empty with with the, the Holy Spirit itself Himself. It's so good. Yeah. And then um, yeah, so Matt, we only have a few minutes part, left. Sure. <laughs> um, can you can you talk to our, our listeners about? Um, you know, how they can receive this kind of training. I mean, I, I went through in 2011, it was a whole weekend. I know you do day conferences and, um, and you're a very, very gifted teacher with this. So tell the listeners about what they can do if they want more. So you can go to our website, which is uh, heartofthefather.com. That's heartofthefather.com. And you can look up our events, which are, we have conferences, which are to, to share the messages of the five keys. And at every conference, we typically do a training, uh, either a night before or a week before. And we are always equipping new teams, either parish teams or ministry teams, to be able to use the five keys. So you can, you can sign up at the training at, at any one of our conferences. Uh, you can also, we also offer an e-course. Uh, that you can sign up online, and those are done in cohorts. So you, over nine weeks, uh, we can teach you. And we also have an Unbound Basic Training Study Program by DVD. So if you're in That's... a parish group, you can you can go through the DVDs, and there's a workbook uh, that can help you through it. Um, so those are three ways that you can get trained. And then that there's also so awesome. a lot of teams that we've trained who are listed on our website who also can can train new members. That's awesome. So that's heartofthefather.com. We have to go take a break right now. Uh, but when we come back, we're going we're gonna to just recap all of this stuff. There's so much stuff we brought up. We're going to recap it. You're listening to Encounter. Encounter is a co-production of St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, EWTN Radio, and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. We'll take a break, and we'll be back in a minute. Being part of the EWTN Media Missionaries is a perfect way to help us fulfill our calling from Christ to make disciples of all nations by use of the media. Visit EWTNMissionaries.com today and join us in sharing the eternal word with the world. My name is Father Matthias Thalen, and I want to invite you to the Encounter Conference January 3rd through 5th, 2019 at the Seagate Center in Toledo, Ohio. This conference is going to be a time of spiritual refreshment, encouragement, empowerment, an impartation for more of the Holy Spirit for the sake of evangelization. And we're inviting evangelization leaders from all over the country. Not only that, it's our conviction that God wants to raise up families that are familiar with the supernatural, that can actually do the things that Jesus did. And so we're going to have a teen track. We're going to have a kids track so that they too can do what Jesus did. To learn more about this conference and to register, please visit Encounter2019.com. Encounter2019.com. Hope to see you there. Welcome back to Encounter. We just had an amazing testimony, Dan. Um, I love how Matt took us through the five keys. Which of the five keys like um, made the biggest impact on you? Oh yeah, you know, I mean, I, I, in my in my own life and in my 
<clears throat> ministry, it's always that fifth key of the Father's blessing. Uh, I just find it to be such an incredible um, breakthrough moment in people's lives and in my life. You know, uh, I had a time where I was driving, and I don't know, you know, I've never actually, like, it wasn't like, um, uh, I didn't have, like, a incredible, like, breakthrough moment with, like, the unbound process, but I, I have had beautiful breakthrough moments of God, the Father just sending His blessing down upon me and just affirming me so much. And I, I remember this time I was driving to Portsmouth, Ohio, and uh, I was listening to um, a presentation, um, and I don't, you know, there wasn't there wasn't anything, um, prof- like, extremely profound about the words that were being preached, but it was just this anointing that was coming from the, the preacher, and this anointing of the Father's blessing literally came to me through the radio, and, um, or I guess through the, you know, through my speakers and my car, and I just was, like, bl- like blasted with the Father's blessing, and I actually mm. had to pull over, like, because all of a sudden, like, I'm about to, like, go rest in the Spirit, and I'm driving, I'm like, this isn't, this is not good, so I, I pull over, and I just, like... Lord, are you taking me to heaven? <laughs> yeah, and I just, I'm just <laughs> laying there, and I'm receiving and just the, the Father's affirmation. And that's, I think that's what I, I like to say the Father's affirmation, where His blessing is simply an affirmation of His love for you, where like um, you just sense his, his, his affirmation so much that the world's affirmation no longer matters, that you have been so blessed and so loved by the Father that you no longer care about the opinion of others, you no longer care about... Um, well, you're no longer living in a performance mentality, just total freedom. What about you, Patrick? Mm. No, that, that that's it right now. But I'm I'm actually becoming aware we only have like a minute left. I really just want to pray. Oh, yeah, let's um, do it. So, in the name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Uh, Father, I thank you that you want your children free and that you want to bless. So, um, anyone that, has, that we've released forgiveness from, any of the truth that um, has just been setting us free, Father, I ask you to to fill to pour out your presence, your love, your affection, that knowledge that goes beyond words that we are accepted by you, that we are cherished by you, we're celebrated by you, that you dance over us. So God, I pray that you just pour out that childlike faith right now. In Jesus' name, come Holy Spirit. Lord, we just uh, we uh, just let that pour out right now, Lord. More, more of it, Lord. Mm-hmm. Listeners, just receive. Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 Father, Father, the Father, Son, and the Son, Holy, Spirit. Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us on Encounter. Encounter is a co-production of EWTN Radio, St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. To learn more about us or the show or to share your life-changing encounter, go to EncounterRadio.org. That's EncounterRadio.org. God bless you.